0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Hockey Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 69. Nice as the New York Rangers are proud to select with the 23rd pick in the 2023 NHL Entry Draft from the U.S. National Team Development Program, Gabriel Perot. Hey everybody, Andy here. I'm recording this late Wednesday night, uh, close after the first round of the 2023 NHL Entry Draft has completed. A few surprises, which we will talk about on this podcast, but obviously, as you just heard me intro, the news of the night for the New York Rangers was them selecting Gabriel Perot with the 23rd pick. We will get to that. We will get to surprises. We will get to projections for Perot, uh strengths, weaknesses, basic scouting reports, what's next for him, and the meat of what you're probably listening for. Was this a good pick by the New York Rangers? We will talk about all of that. I will also say, if you hear a slight whirring in the background, I apologize. That is the air conditioning unit in my apartment. It is a balmy night here in New York City, so you'll have to forgive me. Um, Yes, but uh, yeah, honestly, as a New York Rangers fan, uh, I was sweating leading up to The Rangers making their selection in this year's draft. Um, Obviously, going into draft day, there's been so much talk about the 2023 NHL draft, just that this class with Bedard being one of the most stacked drafts in a long time. So many quality talents, a lot of great centers in this draft. Uh, So, yeah, of course, I... me being a Rangers fan and judging on the trouble they've had with the drafting first-round talents in the last few years, obviously there was not a lot of optimism, not just from me, but just from other uh, yeah, other fans on social media. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, but that being said, really happy with this pick. I mean, especially considering just some of the talent that some of the Rangers' rivals were able to pick up in this draft. I mean, just in the Metropolitan Division alone, uh, Adam Fantilli, who was pretty much projected to go second overall for a while here now, um, despite some discussions about whether him or Matt Michkov were the true... Air apparent, uh, well not air apparent, but the the true second overall behind the generational Connor Bedard uh, who goes first overall to Chicago, but uh, the Ducks with a curveball take Leo Carlson at second overall, which uh, leaves Fantilli to fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets at three. So, you have Fantilli going to the Blue Jackets, you have Matt Vamichkoff falling all the way to seventh to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, The Washington Capitals take uh, Gabe Perot's teammate and line mate, uh, Ryan Leonard. The Pittsburgh Penguins take Braden Yeager, who has one of the best shots, uh, probably behind Bedard, obviously, in the entire draft. So, yeah, all the Rangers' Metropolitan Divisional Rivals took uh, made some absolutely studly picks. So I expected the Rangers to maybe pick make a safe pick considering the circumstances of them trying to be competitive now chris drury's uh job potentially being on the line that perhaps they would look for and just the fact that they haven't most of their uh first round draft talents haven't really panned out the way they probably have wished so they would probably go with a higher floor, more of a a safe bet to at least play in the league, but uh, lo and behold, they they take a swing. I mean, there's a few factors for this, but uh, I guess before we psychoanalyze, let's just talk about the player himself, right? Right, so Gabriel Perot, uh, right winger, played for the US NTDP, uh, US National Team Development Program, if you don't know, uh, this year where he broke the record for most points in a single U.S. NTDP season, which, for context, broke Austin Matthews' record. Uh, I believe Matthews had a 117-point season. Uh, Perot had a 132-point season in 63 games. That was 53 goals. Uh, And uh, his 79 assists uh, broke Jack Hughes' assist record by one. So... I mean, just insane stuff. And this is a player who was picked 23rd overall, uh, which we which we will get to. But uh, if the name sounds familiar, it should. His father is longtime NHL centerman Yannick Perot Played in the league for a very, very, very long time. His uh, brother Jacob was drafted to the Anaheim Ducks in the 2020 draft. That's the Alexi Lafreniere draft. And you'd have to imagine if when you set the record for most points in a single season in the U.S. national team development program history, that you would be a surefire top 10 pick. But he ends up sliding all the way to 23rd overall. And the Rangers now having his former NTDP coach on the coaching staff, Dan Muse, as a recent addition to Peter Laviolette's staff as he comes as the new head coach of the New York Rangers uh, there to potentially vouch for him and his skill and what he can do they end up uh, taking the best player available which ends up kind of pleasantly surprising a lot of Rangers fans who have kind of conditioned themselves recently to be thinking that the Rangers are going to galaxy brain these picks as they have in the past with the so many so many picks but uh yeah they surprisingly they they have a player who's sliding uh this is a player with who is not really that safe by any means his floor is very 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 low but his ceiling is very 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 high this is a player with the potential to potentially be a superstar point producer in the NHL because of his hockey IQ. So, yeah, let's... Before we get to um, some of the factors, let's just talk about his game. Uh, Simply put, and you've probably heard... If you watched the broadcast, you probably heard... uh, I don't know if it was Kevin Weeks. I don't know if it was Brian Boucher on ESPN. But uh, this kid potentially... And maybe not even potentially. Maybe just maybe he might just have the highest hockey IQ in the entire in his entire draft class. Uh, he is a playmaker who has an uncanny ability of knowing where the puck's going to be. He is not Patrick Kane or anything with his hands, but his ability to use his stick work and his hands to find open seems to make passes his passing is elite his iq is elite his vision is elite he and his ability to know where to be he takes kind of strange routes but at the end he always ends up beating the puck kind of uh if that should remind anyone of a other former u.s ntdp uh player with me uh maybe not the best skating but really really high hockey iq in derek Stepan. he just has that ability to he goes to where the puck's going to end up but unlike derek Stepan, i mean this kid has uh you know maybe not one of the best shots in the draft but he has a pretty awesome shot uh but he has very strong hands and excellent stick work. And more importantly than that, like Adam Fox, another guy who, uh, you talk about how skilled he is, but when you look at his, his hands, like Adam Fox is great, pretty good hands. He's got soft hands, but again, it's not Patrick Kane out there. He's not like he can tripod people, but it's not, he doesn't do it fast. It's not like rap. He's not, you know, like I said, he's not like, uh, Patrick Kane or or Clayton Keller or some of these players but his ability to fake and feign his intentions with his head, or and when I watch Perot, it's he does it with his stick. He will and Adam Fox actually does this too. He chokes up low on his stick to knock down pucks, uh, and he almost draws your attention towards the ice instead of up towards him, and then he'll quickly move it. So it's funny. I've seen him. He, I've seen him nutmeg a few players uh you know in international competition uh, and just in uh, when playing you know the NTDP plays some USHL quality teams uh and he slows it down but he almost force he plays with your attention in a way that like Adam Fox does I'm not saying he doesn't know anywhere near as well as Adam Fox but that's a strong element of his game but uh he again he is very good at give and goes he's very good at uh just making passes and you're like why is he doing oh that's why like he'll just kind of all of a sudden it seems like he blindly throws it somewhere and his teammate skates right into it for a grade a chance you know what i mean he just has something you can't teach his it's just his poise uh and he does this really well in small areas and in traffic which uh is huge in the NHL is, is poise he it was something you cannot teach I mean again hate to keep using the same thing but as Rangers fans you just know Adam Fox his poise is potentially unmatched in the NHL and this is a kid who has a lot of poise but that being said for he's got all the talent in the world but uh he is I know I he's not a bad skater I wouldn't say that I actually I, I, you know, there's a lot of discourse about how, you know, how good or bad his skating is. I don't think he's that bad of a skater. I think he's got, I I actually think his edge work is a little underrated. I like how he uses it to put himself, uh, he's constantly, you know, uh, he's constantly tracking with his head. He's doing shoulder checks and, and just get awareness for where everyone is on the ice and he uses his edge work to put him open himself up to put himself in better spots uh instead of just kind of standing in one place uh but not the fastest guy for sure you know strides very inconsistent he's hunched over a little bit mechanics aren't great Um, So obviously Ranger fans are rolling in their you know, (laughs) are their eyes rolling to the back back of their heads considering that uh, strength of skating has been a big problem with the Rangers uh, developed players for the last while here with Lafreniere and Kako and even Othman, you know what I mean? None of them are burners or good skaters and, you know, Hedles seems to be the one player with good skating uh, who's really, you know, at least has, has looked the strongest of all of them right now, but, that being said, uh, and also, I would also say as another uh, area of concern for uh, Perot, he's slight. He's, like I said, he, you know, I think he, he, what, he weighed at the combine 163 pounds or something like that. But uh, I read a pretty interesting quote from Dan Muse. Like I said, now member of Peter Laviolette's staff. He's an assistant coach with the Rangers, but uh, he was recently and the former coach of the, the U18 team for the US NTDP. Wow, that's a mouthful. Although I can't find it right now, it was something to the effect of... Uh, Gabe walked into the program at something crazy under, under slight, like 135 or 140 pounds, but he made full use every day of our strength and conditioning staff here and our, you know, resources in the, in the weight room and, you know, had a strict diet and put in the extra work and was able to put on 20 pounds. And hence he had the season he had. Um, Oh, and I did obviously find this direct quote from Dan Muse, uh, his, his time just talking about, uh, Perot's, you know, his hockey IQ. He said, he said his hockey sense is crazy. Uh, said coach Dan Muse of the US NTDP Under-18 team, laughing. It's nuts. His sense of the game, his feel for the game, his understanding of time and space, the anticipation that he has. He sees plays develop like few other players can. Uh, You combine that with the stick skills he has, the mobility and all those different things, it makes for such a dangerous offensive player. And I mean, you have to imagine that just being that up close with him every day, that why... And now Dan being on the Rangers coaching staff, having that voice in those meetings leading up to the draft, probably vouching for a player like this. uh, Yeah, you can see why the Rangers maybe didn't big brain it. And, you know, I mean, obviously going into the pick, I think I was telling everyone it's like they're going to take Charlie Strommel, who will be a solid, I'm sure, albeit potentially underwhelming player. player at the NHL level, or maybe like a great bottom six penalty killer guy, obviously super important for a team who wants to, you know, deep cup runs, but obviously nowhere near the, uh, the, you know, the boom potential of uh, Gabe Perot. Um, I will say, you know, Otto Stenberg who went to the blues right after the Rangers pick was another player I would have liked. I think he's also has, you know, um, definitely a little bit physically more capable, uh, but, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, bigger, maybe a little bit more stout center, uh, talented, but, uh, yeah, just obviously not the, like I said, not the the vision, which ultimately, and the stick skills that ultimately give um, Perot just crazy upside. Um, And I'll say this, uh, like, this year, usually I'm all in on the draft and, you know, just... uh, keeping tabs on players, and uh, I usually write up my draft ranking going into every draft, but this year, just uh, work commitments, uh, you know, I had an injury a couple months ago, just so, it's just uh, a lot of things going on, so I didn't get to do it, didn't get to follow this draft class very closely, but, you know, when I can, I try to watch US NTDP games on streams and other various things, uh, and obviously what stood out to me from that top line uh, for the USNTP. Obviously, like I had mentioned, uh, his, uh, his line mates, uh, Will Smith, who I believe when he was selected, came out to the song, the theme for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, which was obviously pretty funny and cool. Uh, but like I said, Will Smith got drafted uh, fourth overall to the San Jose Sharks, and then Ryan Leonard goes eighth overall to the Washington Capitals, both players that are with... Um, you know who, well, despite they didn't have as many points as their linemate, but they were they were kind of close right there with him. William Smith particularly, but clearly their physical packages were much more enticing. You know Smith six foot one eighty, uh, and Leonard you know six foot one ninety, and is getting projected as you know Tom Wilson Light, which every player you know every team salivates over, and it seems like there's even a chance of you know maybe. Who's to say how much more, you know, how much longer uh, Tom Wilson will be a capital. So they're trying to draft the next, you know, that at least that type of player and in your face player with with grit and skill and Ryan Leonard. So, you know, even despite the crazy vision, you look at the, the physical package and you say, can this player, Gabriel Perot, can he do what he does here at the NHL level? Is his skating good enough? Is can his frame uphold it? Can he? Will he get bullied, knocked off pucks, and bullied around? And it's a legitimate concern, obviously. I mean, like I said, you—it's one of those things where the Rangers could have played it safe, but you know, when you look at a player that uh, I believe Mackenzie Bob McKenzie every year does his his uh, his. Consolidated draft ranking, which is basically he polls a bunch of different NH- legitimate NHL scouts working for NHL teams, and some who just work for the league, uh, and he basically just averages their uh, their picks, and I th- you know or what the, where they rank players, and I th- believe Perot, he had him at ten. Uh, the fact that he was picked at twenty three, and so many teams didn't pick him, I think just goes to show that there's teams that probably had them very high. And there's probably teams that maybe didn't even have him in the first round because they were so afraid. Uh, Because it's no question about the point production, and there's no question about the hockey IQ, and it's no question about the the stick skills and the fact that this is a a kid that if you put him on an NHL power play today, he could probably make things happen. But that being said, uh, can his physical? Will his physical skills or you know his lack of physicality, his lack of uh, frame right now hold him back from the NHL that's a, and that's a legitimate concern but you know I mean at least for me you look at him well first of all you look at his brother and you look at his, his dad and they're both not huge by any means but bigger than him uh, I believe in his prime Yannick pro played in the, in the NHL he was probably like 5'11 maybe high 180's close to 190 and his brother's a little bit bigger than even that I think he's legitimate six foot and almost just shy of 200 pounds maybe just under maybe in the 195 or whatever uh, and you look at Gabe's uh, shoulders are pretty wide so he's like I said he's got a really wiry frame but uh, it looks like there is room to pack meat on so I mean again I you just look at him I don't think this is a kid that's ever going to be um, you know it's he's never gonna be <laughs> like uh, a physical force out there, but at the same time, you know, I, I it's there's a part of me that you, you think of a player uh, with like uh, Elias Pettersson in Vancouver who was very slight going into his draft year, very skin, skinny, uh, but he's just his, you know, he, A, worked on getting stronger and, you know, has actually, oddly enough or funnily enough, has one of the hardest slap shots in the NHL apparently. He always enters the hardest shot Competition. He's got a hell of a slap shot. Um, but yeah, he's wiry, but just put enough, worked on his core strength enough so it didn't hold him back. Um and yeah, you look at him now, and he's a dominant hockey player because of many of the same reasons that or you know, same things we're talking about with uh with Perot, in that, you know, he's just the hockey IQ is off the charts. I mean, now Elias Peterson, I think he's he's probably a little bit he's tall you know he's a little i think he's a little bit over like one or 6'2 and like 170 but you know i i there's not there's no reason to say that you know gabe pro doesn't top out at 5'11 6 foot uh you know 185 which would be fine you know what i mean he's just but at the end of the day it's about uh your lower body and your core strength and that's something he clearly needs to work on uh but he can do that he's committed to boston college uh if you're a Rangers fan, this is not someone who's going to step onto the Rangers tomorrow or step into Hartford. He's gonna—he needs to go to college, he needs to get stronger. Uh, this is a player that is basically kind of much like Matt Baymechkov. You're probably not gonna see him for three years, and that's just the way it is. I mean, he's gonna need, need at least two years in college in my estimation in my, in one man's opinion, which isn't worth much as a, you know, just who hosts a fan podcast for, of a fan hockey podcast. But uh, you imagine he needs at least two years in college. Um, you using the weight room, nutrition, getting stronger, working on his puck protection skills against, you know, more physically fit competition. Um, and, then you have to see then okay that's when you can make the 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 dip your what your toes in the you know in the ahl waters and see if it goes good from there i mean maybe there's a chance that if if his he he's able to work on his skating so much and get so much stronger that he can you know do two years in college and then somehow make the rangers out of camp that would be great but i'm not holding my breath on that but it's it's possible um but that, that's the, basically the road for him. He is raw. He is a project. I mean, his, his uh, hands, his hockey IQ, his hockey sense, his ability to make offensive plays, his ability to pro- potentially run a power play, NHL quality right now. New customers can download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope New York or text Hope New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling if you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So to reiterate, uh, the path for pro now is go to, go to Boston College. Um, I was going to say... Uh, to prove that you can produce without being uh, attached to the three-headed monster that was him, Will Smith, and Ryan Leonard, but uh, Ryan Leonard is also a Boston College commit, so who knows, maybe those two will hook up again there, but again, you know, the path is clear, it's a development one, Uh, the work has to be put in, work skating, work in the weight room, but this is a kid you let marinate. Um, you let him. Obviously, it, the numbers still have to be there in college. Uh, you still have to be showing off your best assets. I mean, you know, I think of a Cole Perfetti as a undersized kid with maybe not the best skating, but just literally through-the-roof vision and hockey IQ, who has made the NHL, uh, has worked at it, hasn't, you know, despite his is you know astronomical hockey IQ uh you know I think he's he's just getting acclimated to the NHL he's said a couple of cups of coffee you know I think he's played like 50 games this last season so a good amount of time I think he had like 30 some odd points or whatever uh so yeah but again uh you know 30 points in the NHL is nothing to sniff at so he's going to be a, an NHL player at the very least he is right now so uh As that relates to, you know, Perreault, same thing. Just put in the work, work on the skating, just uh, might have to marinate a little bit longer, but, you know, there's a a path for him to be, you know, a contributing player, especially by the time, let's say he doesn't make it for three years. Who knows what this team's going to look like by then? You know, yes, Mika Zibanejad will, barring some unforeseen circumstances because of the contract he signed, will most likely be here, but... You don't know if Vinny Trocek's going to last his entire contract. You don't know if Philip Hedl will last his entire contract. You know what I mean? You just don't. There might be more chances for an offensive player to play in the top six. You know, we don't know Chris Kreider's future holds. We don't know. Hell, we don't even know what Artemi Panarin's future holds. So, uh, And that's to say nothing if if Lafreniere and Kako can't. um, If they just continue to fail, meet expectations, if they'll eventually get moved. But... Uh, you know, the Rangers on the right side they will be, uh, you know, <laughs> b- barring, I guess, all that was only be for this year, Patrick Kane coming back. But other than Kako and, you know, obviously you hope eventually uh, Othman. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a spot. It's a place that they need that they – it's a place of need for them. So um, – but they took the best player available, again, which continues to shock me because it's a very – Unrangers-like move, but I think the early dividends paying off from having uh, younger, more progressive coaches like Dan Muse, who have, and just knowing that if hopefully if if uh, Laviolette's tenure gets off to a good start here and he can stick around longer than three years with Muse staying on this staff, that you have the person who basically you know helped him have an, uh, the best season, you know at least points-wise for anyone in the U.S. NTDP. You know, say what you will about the quality of his line mates, who are excellent. Obviously, they're all excellent. So they just that line just r- ran roughshod over everyone. But uh, to have that person who just knows how to work with him and can help continue to help him get better would pay dividends. So I love the pick. For once, the Rangers took a a swing. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to think of the last swing. I guess Krafts off was a big swing. Um, they drafted him maybe a little bit higher than people thought, but you know they saw silky talent and you know smooth skating and thought that uh, yeah, thought that it would pop and obviously didn't. It's hard to know where the blame lies with that, but unlike Craftsoff, I will say, despite being an undersized guy and slow, uh, another thing, damn, you said is said, and the thing I like, he tries, man. He he backtracks, he he tries to turn over pucks. He four checks, you know, like I said, he gets thrown off pucks sometimes because he's and bumped off pucks because he's slighter frame, but he competes, man. He does. He does compete. And that's you can't really teach that. But again, that's the whole comes back back to the main thing about all this is that you cannot teach what he has. You cannot teach the poise and the hockey IQ and the vision and the knowing where to be. His ability to show up right on time is pretty insane. You, a lot of his goals are, are kind of near the slot because he just is out of the picture, and then he just puts himself in the right spot right just in, before people can really key in on him and, and note where he's standing, and then by then it's too late. If it gets to him, he's just, you know, open, yawning cage. He scores a lot of goals like that. Um, very good at like drop passes and just turning his back, using his body not not so much like like Peter Forsberg but like in traffic while moving he will you know drop the puck so and then just kind of use his body to almost to to set like little picks for his teammates too for them to skate around him or just to take away vision from the goaltender or defenders just so his teammates had to give them more options and i think that's the key with him is that does he drive lines by himself well not in the traditional sense. I don't think he does. I think his game is very much about feeding the puck to people, but it's not like he transports the puck himself and it feeds to people. He a lot of give and go, like I said. Occasionally, you know, there have been instances of him using uh, impressive, you know, bursts of speed and his hands to, like, make people, you know, defenders look silly just to kind of, like I said, nutmeg them or put it through their legs or out-deke them. He's got a lot of creative deeks and again, that's because of his uh, hockey IQ in his hands, but just the NHL level, that's not what's going to be for him, but he, like Adam Fox, who's not the fastest guy, just so good at using his teammates well, because at the end of the day, no one's faster than the puck, and if I have to make an extra pass back to my line mate or the defenseman and then put myself up higher the ice to receive it, um, obviously... If you if if I can make the type of passes that he can, in that it basically ensures that the puck will have a safe outlet up the ice, and instead of him trying to like you know just you know turn you know wheel up ice and then try to throw a deke on someone, then that's the smartest play. And Adam Fox again, we do he he does this all the time. Like he does little regroups. He'll just play pitch and catch with Lindgren. If, he, if there's no option, I'll just go back to him and I'll kind of skate backwards and I'll maybe go up a little bit and then I'll maybe go behind him and then he can drop it back to me or give it back to me across the ice and now I have options I didn't have before. He doesn't, and that's the thing about Pro. He doesn't do things for the sake of just doing them. It's not a reactionary game. It's it's a manipulation game. And that's the thing. He can He can receive pucks in trafficked areas and just instinctively, because he's already pre-scanned, know where to put it or how to get it on someone's blade or what he has to do with his body to make sure a teammate can get into uh, an an area of you know dead ice or dead space to receive it again for a scoring chance he creates with in the interior with pretty high consistency because he's not very physical but yeah project but a hell of a swing for the rangers i love this pick um yeah uh the rangers do not have a second round pick in this draft so uh, I believe they're not drafting again until I think the Rangers actually posted something of what, what the picks they have yeah so they don't post a pick again until 91st overall that barring them not making a trade of some sort so definitely possible but uh, this might be it for you know like I said and for for the first little bit note like I said so we'll see if they try to get into the second round somehow but um, I gotta say, off the bat, I love love the draft are having so far. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey Podcast Network.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.